My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Britt here today with Camille Walker. You guys, she is the hype girl. She's a wife, mom, podcaster, blogger, CEO, and entrepreneur. You guys, uh, you know me, sometimes I keep the intros kind of brief just because I want to give the guests enough time to really dive in and elaborate. So welcome to the show, Camille. How's it going? I mean, you're doing incredible. You're a mom of four. You're, you're running a business. You're podcasting. Tell us about that journey. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. You're catching me in the middle of summer with four kids at home. And if anyone (laughs) is in that position, they know it's crazy, especially when you're, you know, an entrepreneur and having to sort out time schedules and you think summer is going to be more simple, but a lot of times it's a little more complicated, but that's a piece of the pie that I've always leaned into more than shied away from. And I think that it's a mistake for us to think that everything has to look perfect all of the time to be successful. And so that's where, I mean, that's a good introduction to my story. I started as a teacher. I grew up with educators in my background. My dad was a superintendent and my mother and aunts on both sides, they were all educators. And I thought, okay, well, if, if there is a, a point where I need to provide for the family as a mom, I need to be a teacher or a nurse. I need to do something where I'm off summers, where I can, Mm. you know, have flexibility where I knew I wanted a family and I wanted to be as available to my children as possible. But the limitations that I expected were so much narrower than what came to be. And in big part to, you know, the day and age of where we are internet, having remote access to things, but What's really funny is I did go and get my education in family and consumer science. And the big pull to me for that was that I loved a class called adult roles, which not all high schools offer. Um, but it is a class that talks about everything that you need to know to be a successful adult. If you ever see memes that are like this math equation helped me none, you know, why don't they teach us how to balance a checkbook or what taxes are about or insurance or relationships or family That's what adult roles was. And I really felt like that had purpose for me. And I was really drawn to helping people with the real life, real questions and challenges that we enter into in life. So I graduated with that degree and at the time was working for a mortgage company where I was working with sales on the phone. And when I interviewed for that call or for that call position, I said, I'll do this job, but I don't want to do sales. And they're like, okay, (laughs) you know, they kind of looked at me like, sure, this isn't really sales. You're actually educating people about their mortgages, how they can pay them down more quickly, how they can have options to pick the payment that they're paying. So again, it was that education piece that I'm like, Ooh, I'm really drawn to that. I can do that. So I looked at it more as helping rather than selling. And that was a huge lesson that I learned that I then took into my business in years past that because in a room full of men, I was one of maybe three women that was in this position of doing sales 
and finance and um, eventually became a manager and a mortgage broker and decided that teaching wasn't going to pay the bills as much as that position was. So I was like, okay, I'll go for that. 2008 hits and it's the recession. And those pick of payment loans that at the time seemed so flexible and amazing made it so that people were upside down and in their homes and really struggling. And I was one of those who did lose my job. And at that same year, I became a mother. And so it was this huge, you know, influx of change. And what does this mean? What does my life look like? And a big part of me thought, you know, it's unfortunate timing, but it was also kind of perfect timing. And I really believe in the flow of accepting change and knowing that we are continually growing and changing in our lives. And so I thought, well, I have always wanted to be a mom and I'll work, I'll be at home with my kids. So I thought for for many years that that would be all I needed, you know, to be a full stay at home mom. And I, I respect and love all of our full-time stay-at-home moms. I think that it is one of the most challenging things I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Uh, But after having my second child, I thought I would love to do something more. I really was feeling lonely and isolated in motherhood where I'm a very social person. I love to teach. I love to share. And so blogging was this thing that was new and not really seen as a career or as an opportunity to make money, but I really started it as a way to share my education and also to connect with other women online. Cause I thought, okay, well, if I, if I'm not leaving the home, maybe there's something to this, maybe this could become something that could bring in income. And from that point, this was in 2011, I started a blog called my mommy style and it became just that it became a hugely in my mind, hugely successful career for myself. And, um, my, my children were a part of that. And I worked with big time sponsors and, um, am still a creator and a blogger, but when COVID hit another huge change in the world, I shifted my thoughts from how can I help other women make money from home the way that I did now that there's so much more available with remote access to work and remote working. And I created a virtual assistant course where I now teach women how to build their own virtual assistant businesses. And I connect busy entrepreneurs with my virtual assistant graduates. So my Call Me CEO podcast is all about sharing how mothers can build businesses and mother. You don't have to choose one or the other, which is a huge lesson I learned along the way. And there's so much more available now than there was when I started in 2011. So that's a really brief synopsis of years of experience, but I I love what I do. I love helping women and teaching entrepreneurs how they can have a better balance in their life and make time for travel. And I think that our generation more and more is realizing that it's quality of life, you know, and, and creating time. We talked about travel just before this. And I think that there's so much that I want my kids to see that that really motivates me to keep sharing and growing. Camille, thank you so much for really diving in and elaborating on your journey. It's so, it's incredible, really, you know, we often get stuck in that mindset where it's one or the other, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're either staying home or you're out making those six figures. It's not both. And 
the way things have changed, like it is possible now. It's so possible and so many people do it. So you had mentioned a couple of things that we kind of were talking about before where we, we, we relate a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. I used to teach as well, but it wasn't, and I was in it because of course I love kids and, you know, I, I love to teach, but the other thing was having summers off. That was great. I'm, you know, who doesn't want summers off and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was a big part of going to school for five years, university to, to just to teach and um, be able to work with kids doing something I love, plus having summers off. However, I ended up, you guys, in the same boat as Camille, where it wasn't paying the bills the way I would have liked it to. So um totally relatable. And um, from there, we both kind of found our journeys, which is incredible. So in today's society, like we're able to work from wherever, and we have this incredible platform, whether it's social media, or it is uh, podcasting, and these opportunities are just endless now. So it's incredible. Now let's talk a little bit about delegation. Mm-hmm. When is it time to delegate Camille? And um how do you know, I mean, how do you know the best way to go ahead and outsource? You know, it can be a scary thought, especially for new entrepreneurs, you know, so tell us your thoughts behind that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is a huge part of what I have found over and over again with everyone I've coached or people that I'm helping with taking those steps of creating more balance and space in their lives is being willing to even entertain the first step is to entertain the idea of what would it look like if you were to outsource or to find help for tasks in your business. And there are a lot of elements to a business, especially when you're first starting out, you have to wear all the hats because you're Mm -hmm. figuring out all the pieces of the business. And I think that that's important, but most of us don't from the get-go have someone helping us with a website that they are on call if things go wrong, or if you have someone that is helping you with your finances or social media or sales or customer service or whatever the things are. But the very first thing that I ask my people that come to me and say, okay, I really need help is entertaining that idea. What does that look like? What is it that you're looking to achieve from getting the help? Because I can tell you that entrepreneurs... (laughs) I know because I can, I am one is that Mm -hmm. oftentimes what happens is if we outsource a piece of the business, we will oftentimes fill that really quickly. And it's not always the case that we fill it with the most important thing quickly. So it's really important to get an assessment of what are the things that you love doing? What are the things that you're skilled at? What things do you hate doing? And what things do you simply just not want to do? Because You'll find that a lot of times your day can be filled up things with you're good at it, but you are not necessarily using the best use of your time as the entrepreneur doing that thing. And what I mean by that, an example of that could be responding to emails that require the same responses or following up with customer service things that could be easily handed off to someone else. And What can be scary about that as an entrepreneur is that it's your baby. You really uh, want to be treating people well and making sure that you're you're being held accountable for those things. Mm -hmm. But a big piece of that too is trusting that if you are hiring the right people, it allows you to really grow the business instead of working in the business with those 
tasks that don't necessarily move the needle of helping you to grow the business to a point where you can have more free time and really have a more balanced life. You said some really great things there. I mean, are are we giving up the things or handing them over? I should say the things that we aren't a fan of, like, you know, follow-ups or emails or whatever it might be. Like, are you giving those up and filling the position so that you can focus more on the business instead, instead of so much in the business, because there comes a point where it's not scalable to wear all Mm -hmm. the hats. Yep. And there just comes a point you need to do it. So um, I, I like how you mentioned, you know, pick pick what you love, pick what you hate and really, you know, and it, it can be times it can be really hard to find the right suited person for the role. But tell us how you how you went about doing it and how it worked out for you, because I know that's one thing that a few people, you know, when you're giving up that control, you're scared that, you know, the job won't get done as well as you would do it. So what were your feelings behind that? And how did you find the right fit? Yeah, that's such a good question. So another process that I'll do with people that I'm coaching through this process is to do a time audit, really take a good look at the way that you're spending your time and how your hours are being used and to make a list of what you would call like an SOP where you're as a system of process and you're taking a good look of how you're using your time and what is the process of doing the things you're doing. Because only then can you really get an idea of how much time do you have available that you really need help from someone? How much could you work into how much you can pay that person? And also what are the targets or the measuring points of, is this a successful hiring situation when you can look at the the performance of those things. So that's a good place to start before you even start looking for someone just so that you know exactly what skill sets you're looking for, what tasks are you hoping for them to complete, how many hours have you allocated that you need help with, and then also that trust factor or being willing to, you know, take a step back and really go into the faith of a a letting go. Like that actually requires quite a bit of coaching. Believe it or not, it's fear. Fear is a big part to get over. So once you've worked through those things, moving on to how do you find the right person? In my experience, it has been a few different ways. One has been word of mouth by people that I trust who have worked with people in a specific skill set. Another has been to look for people specifically for the thing that you need that are smarter than you in that position. Right. They are there. So for example, something that's a big part of my business is Pinterest and I know Pinterest I've done it for years, but I really wanted to find someone who knew about web pages and pin ideas and things that had nothing to do with Pinterest exactly, but they knew the analytics and the behaviors and the SEO piece of Pinterest that I was new to. So you want to find someone that knows it even better than you do. Another mm-hmm. way that I have found people is through Facebook, believe it or not, um, where I've looked at, you know, sometimes you can go to VA for hire or something like that, where they'll have places available like that. And in other scenarios, I was training people to that I knew and trusted and I trained them to be virtual assistants, which actually led me to writing my course because I thought, if I've already trained people to do all these things and I've done all these tasks, you know, whether it's content creation, SEO, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, like I've I've done all the things, web development. I thought, well, I could put this into a course and someone could take this course and then I could help them 
find entrepreneurs that need them because it's, I know that they've had a training that has crossed all the, the T's, you know? So, um, I mean, you could reach out to me (laughs) because now I, someone told me once it's like skipping the line when people come to me, because I actually help to line you up with specific skill sets, how much you're wanting to pay and the hours that you need so that it takes a lot of that worry and that stress out of the process of it. Because I think at the end of the day, there are many ways to do it. I've also had some success with working with uh, Fiverr. For me personally, that those seem to be more one-off tasks. So say that you need like a logo design or um, even like the the sound creation for my podcast. And it was a very specific, like, I need this one thing once. And places like Fiverr have been great for that because you can find exactly what you're looking for at a a very small cost. Um, But if you're looking for someone more long-term, you know, they say to hire slow and fire fast. Uh, Yes. I was just thinking about, I'm like, you're on the right track. Yes. Yes. I take your time. Right. And, but take your time when hiring so that Mm -hmm. you can ensure you're filling the position with the correct person who's a just willing to learn, eager to learn, or already knows all about it and is smarter than you in that area. Let them fill the position, you know, but uh, don't hold on to too long. If it's, if it's just not working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, a lot of the time where I talk with either if if it's an entrepreneur or a virtual assistant, I say, this is a partnership. You want to find people that really gel well with you. So one of the things that I suggest that you do is always do a video interview if you can, because a lot of these people are going to be remote and that's fine. I have people that are on my team that are in the United States. I have people that are in other countries too. That piece doesn't really matter so much when you have an online business. However, I think it's really important that you see if you can gel with that person and uh, personality does come into play, especially if they play the role more of like an executive assistant, or they're going to be writing content copy for you or different things like that, where they really need to get an understanding of who you are, your, the voice of your brand. And, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I think is really fun and I would suggest you all do is take the Enneagram test. Are you familiar with Enneagram? I don't think I'm familiar. I've heard of it, but I, you have to remind me what it is. I'm not familiar. Okay. So the Enneagram test is a personality test. It's similar to, I mean, we'll talk about this in a second. So what I love about Enneagram is that it, the main factors in your personality that it talks about is what motivates you and what scares you. And that can be a really nice thing to understand about yourself for what motivates you and also where your weaknesses are. Because if you know those things and you're looking for um, compatibility, especially as an entrepreneur, I know that I can be uh, a big ideas person. I, I am okay with some detail, but I really work well with someone who loves charts and systems and lists and will stay on top of tasks and like helps me feel more organized because sometimes my, my head is pinging in so many places like motherhood, wife, podcast, blog, Instagram, TikTok, you know, it's just like all over the place that it really helps me to have someone who is a details and chart like person. So what's fun about that is on with the Enneagram and I have all of my students take it. I've even had some people who I've helped hire virtual assistants 
they'll ask, they'll say, well, I'm an Enneagram, I don't know, three. I'm an achiever. I, I'm really, but I'm more scatterbrained. I really work well with a one or a, or a eight or whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really fun thing. Taking that a step further is there's a website called understand.me, M-E, and it has all of the personality tests, the top, I would say the top six in one place. So it's like your strengths finder, your color code, your Enneagram, um, I'm trying to think the ENFJ and the DISC test. I don't know if you're familiar with any of those, but I think it's, yeah. Okay. So it's some of those and it's really fun because you can actually go after you fill out all those tests, it puts them in, in one place for you for free. And then you can say like my understand.me is understand.me forward slash Camille Walker. So if you put that into a web, you could like go in and see, oh, this is like what makes her tick, you know, like you could really, it's fun to do with a partner. It's fun to do with older kids that could take those tests. Um, but no I really kidding. Think, this is interesting. Yeah. It's really fun. Cause you can, uh, I feel like teams work best when they understand each other and communication styles and our differences make us stronger, but it's when we take the time to understand, you know, what our strengths and weaknesses are that we can really hire to benefit the team and to grow the company and to really show that you care about what makes you tick and what, what really lights you up or what frustrates you or how do you communicate? And I feel like that is really what can lead to more success is really taking the time to put that piece into it in, not just the, the checklist and the to-dos. Absolutely. I mean, if you can hire someone that, you know, has strengths in the area of your weakness, Mm -hmm. you guys are going to be, you know, that's, that's going to be a compatible team a lot of the time, right? Because they're filling in where, where, you have a weakness or you're filling in where they have a weakness, you know, you can work together really well that way. And I I find that in a lot of businesses as well. So this is all great. You know, Camille, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and and really talk about delegation and how you went about it yourself and, you know, burnout and avoiding all that kind of stuff. I think it's so important, especially with new entrepreneurs, when they get to that point, when they're ready to outsource, or it's about time they outsource to have that inspiration that, Hey, here are some ways to go about it because it's such a scary thought sometimes, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I think it's really interesting that fear as a, as a coaching people that are are entrepreneurs or looking for help with this, or even people who are starting their business for the first time, it always comes down a lot of it to the fear of making that move, being willing to invest in yourself and your business that way, and really creating space for you to live a fuller life. And that at the end of the day, if you wake up excited to live the life that you're in, that's success. And I feel like that's the measuring stick that we should go off of is how do you feel about living the life you're living? That's really is what it comes down to for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have to release those limiting thoughts and um, it could even start from generational traumas, you know, Mm -hmm. around money and our money beliefs. So really investing in yourself is, is, is key, honestly, within business and, and just having that faith and leaning into it and and going all in. So thank you so much for today, my friend, you you know, I want to give you the next two minutes here, just if there's any bits and pieces you'd like to share with our listeners about anything coming up within your business or the podcast, now would be the time. And then I've, again, if you don't mind sharing the best way to reach out to you, if there's any mom entrepreneurs out there looking to connect. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. First of all, this has been so much fun. You can find me at camillewalker.co and that's my handle on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. Not that I'm on Twitter a lot, but mm-hmm. I am on Instagram a lot. And that's also my website where you can find my coaching programs. If you're looking to outsource as well as if you know, people who are looking for remote positions as virtual assistants, that's been a really fun. It's been so fulfilling to help other mothers do the same thing that I've been able to do, which is be at home with my kids and build a flexible business that I love. And also being able to help entrepreneurs to create more freedom and balance in their lives. And it has come full circle. So I, it's so fun to put it all together and I'd love to help you. So if that's something you would like, let me know. And of course, every week I share stories of women building businesses, particularly mothers with children. And we talk about motherhood and the entrepreneurial journey and it is amazing. I learned so much every single week. So that's it. Call me CEO on every Tuesday. Thank you so much, Camille. You guys go check her out at www.camillewalker.co. Check her out. If you're wanting to be that present mom, and, you know, in, in charge of your own life kind of thing, entrepreneur style, living life on your terms, go check her out. She is one incredible lady who has this powerful story that she shared with you guys um, to inspire you to do it for yourself and your family as well. So I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, Camille. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on the show to talk about your journey, podcast, and business, please go to top100interviews.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you in the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.